What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We will be celebrating one year since the creation of the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. So, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? All right, Kyle. I had to kick off our one-year anniversary show with a bang. All right? So Ryback is in the news. And uh, he says that he's never going to wrestle again. I found this to be hilarious. That's why I put it in this slot. And there's actually something stupider for dummy. I'll get to that later. But, yeah, so Ryback says he's never going to sign another wrestling contract. This is off the heels of... He put out a Twitter poll not too long ago asking fans if they wanted to see him in WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, or retire. And I think like 85% of the votes were retire. So (laughs) I'm not going to say anyone's going to be missing Ryback um, anytime soon. So um, I just thought it was funny. I had to bring this up. Well, it's not really, I mean, we're not going to really miss him right now just because he hasn't been doing anything. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not like a like a big star that's been right. wrestling for a while retires, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll let him do whatever he wants to do. And uh, which is TikTok, I think. Does he do TikTok? TikTok? I thought he did YouTube. Well, he does a lot of TikTok. I think he has his own podcast, hmm. uh, which you know we're gonna get better ratings than him. Let's be real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he just shit talks CM Punk a lot. <laughs> Actually, I might want to listen to that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can have right back on the show. Stop. And, the big guy. Yeah, the big guy. Um, all right, Dylan. So we have some free agent news this week. Is it right at back? the at the multiverse of matches event for Impact, yep. we saw Deanna Perrazzo cutting a promo and she was interrupted by Taya Valkyrie. Yes. So at Rebellion, Deanna will defend her triple A women's title against Taya Valkyrie in what should be an incredible match. It's mm-hmm. unclear if she's going to re-sign full-time with Impact or making a one appearance for the company. But if I'm Impact, I'm doing whatever I can to get her back. Because the division just hasn't been the same without her. Mm-hmm. I do like Deanna. It's kind of like the forefront of it. But, man, when Taya was in control, it just, in my opinion, took it to a whole nother level. So, hopefully, they can uh, get her for the future. I I agree with you. Um, I feel like this is going to be more than a one-off. Like you said, I think they're going to do everything in their power to keep her long-term. That's the right move, I think, for the both of them, to be honest. I'm really disappointed that Taya didn't work out in WWE because you and I are big fans. But That's Vince's um, fault. That's Vince's fault. You know, he dropped the ball there. But, I mean, Impact is – I mean, did we, did we predict on our free agency uh, show that that's where she'd go? Uh, I, I think, think we, we either said it. impact or triple A. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we definitely like, this makes sense. Um, and I think it's the right move for both parties involved. Um, and I'm really excited to see that match. I think it's going to be killer. You know, and I even, uh, I really liked the direction that they were going to tie it in NXT. She was going to yeah. elevate the Robert Stone brand, bring them up to the main event scene. You know, let the others in the faction have their limelight and then have Taya obviously go for the women's title. They cut that short. They rebranded. Literally. And, <laughs> well, all the rest is history. And they didn't see money in her, which I don't understand. Stupid. But, they but, literally cut that short. Yep. Literally. 
But uh, we're going to move on to AEW this week. <clears throat> so we're going to start with Dynamite. <sighs> so Samoa Joe made his AEW debut this week. I was very happy to see him. Um, it was to qualify for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. But he yep. squashed Max Caster in minutes. I, I think he might have gotten a f- one little flurry of punches, and that was it. That's all he got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see I, – I saw people online who was like, oh, dude, he's facing the top guys. doesn't matter if you're not winning because then they're not going to book you on TV, and it's just – it's not going to be predictable. So, or mm-hmm. it's not – it's going to be predictable every time you come out, so it's just not yeah. a good look for them. But – uh, the Hardy Boys defeated the Butcher in the Blade and Tables match. Dylan, I did not like this match at all. Sloppy. Sloppy. It, yeah, I, it was very disappointing. Um, Hikaru Shida qualified in the women's tourney over Juilliard. I actually enjoyed this little segment we got. Um, Dylan, we're going to segue real quick to Rampage. We'll get to the main event in just a little bit. Brian Danielson defeated Trent Beretta in solid singles action. Oh, gosh. Um, so, Sammy Guevara and Tay Connie not only are still the worst thing in AW, Dylan, they are the worst thing in professional wrestling. I, I can't even see those two on my screen. I can't see them on social media. I can't see them on my screen. It's it's so forced. And I saw AW on their YouTube page. They cut out the booze for them yep. because people don't like it. And it is really, really bad. Uh, John Moxley defeated the ROH Pure Champion, Willer Yuta. Really, really good 20-minute contest for both the guys. Um, our, our, our buddy uh, Wheeler kind of bladed a little bit too deep, but <laughs> yeah. the, 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 match was, the match was solid. Um, however, the headlines were stolen by one match, and that was on Dynamite. Main event for the AAA and ROH Tag Team titles, FTR versus the Young Bucks. In a potential match of the year candidate, it was awesome. I love the crowd's reaction for FTR, and they have so much momentum right now. I'm looking forward to see what is next for them and even the Young Bucks, but, man, FTR is on another level right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, AEW, very up and down this week. I thought the Hardys match, as, as much as I hate to say it, sucked. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Um, it was very sloppy. Um, the Sammy guevara Ty Conti thing. It sucks because you and I love Sammy Guevara in the ring. Um, yeah. And but, he's starting to become very, very annoying outside the ring, but I like his in-ring work. Oh, yeah. His in-ring work is top-notch. There's not a lot of people better at the moment, but, God, just every time him and Ty – like, <laughs> Kyle, did you forget that they were dating? <laughs> like, it's so shoved down our throats. Like, it's annoying. It's like – I don't know. It's, it's Dan, like La- what, Dan Lambert ahead. and those guys are the good guys here. Yeah, that's strange that Dan Lambert's the babyface in this yep. situation, at least to the fans. Yep. It's not booked that way, but that's how it is. Let's be real. Um, I want to talk about the tag match. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, dude, it was awesome. <laughs> awesome. These two, these two are, these are some of the best tag teams on the planet. Forget ever. just AEW ever. Um and I didn't have them in my top ten. Yeah, Dylan did not have FTR in his top ten. He, uh, who'd you have in number ten? Um, I, oh, the New Age Outlaws. We're gonna we're gonna go over all this later in the show. All right. <laughs> so Dylan had the New Age Outlaws uh, listen, over FTR. Listen, we're gonna go over. And he all did this. say they're better workers than FTR. That is not what I said. <laughs> but we'll 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 get to all that shit later. 
All right. Um, yeah, dude, this ma- match of the year candidate, this off the heels of Cody Seth on Saturday, and then you get this five days later, Kyle, we have a lot to talk about in December. Oh, yeah. And it's so early. Yeah, we're only in April. And I mean, there's there's a lot that's already gone down this year, and there's a lot still to come. So there I'm was, excited. There was another match that not a lot of people are talking about. It's over WrestleMania weekend. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey faced uh, Jay White, and I heard I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's right up there with Cody Seth and those yeah. matches. So I gotta see it. Um, Strickland Strickland Zane's um, kind of an under underrated match for me right now who? so far. Um, Swerve Strickland and uh, Alex Zane from um, Supercard of Honor. I liked it, but I didn't think it was on the level of FTR and uh, no, no, I'm not. Guy. I'm not saying that. But when you're talking about underrated matches that no one's talking about, it was just because everything on that card overshadowed it. That was a great match. Yeah, and the and the Briscoes on that. Uh, oh, just, God, just that awesome. was great but, too. Hey, we're gonna talk about that. Probably and Stardom's doing some good things. Will Osprey, dude. There's so much, and I gotta keep track of all this so I don't forget it. But um, so yeah, but. Up and down week for AW. They just yeah. need to not put Sammy Guevara and take Honey on TV right now. And then I think it'd be fine. But, which is a shame because yes. I like Sammy Guevara. Take Honey has improved. I don't care for her as a character, but I mm-hmm. think her in ring has gotten better. I don't even want to see him on TV. But, yeah, it's becoming nauseating. I hate to use that word, but. Uh, all right, Dylan. It. So, one of the greatest weeks in WWE history. Yeah, so, Dylan, about... would you like to get into the news? Talk about up and down. All right. <laughs> so no, there's off... no ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's an up. We kick off Monday Night Raw with the Monday Night Raw return of Cody Rhodes. It's oh, his first it. promo Great. since returning to the company. He cuts a promo talking about how he wants to win the WWE title finally, and he wants to do it for Dusty. Gets a big pop. Everyone loved it. Seth Rollins came out, and I kind of expected watching it. We're going to get some heel work from Seth Rollins, probably a future match between these two. But they just shook hands. Seth Rollins says, welcome back, or welcome home. And that was the end of the segment. It was very well done, very tasteful. Um, absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah, it was good, yep. <sighs> then we right, got <laughs> Sasha Banks and Naomi defeated Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley in tag action. <laughs> this was a match, by the way, that was supposed to, if Liv and Rhea won, they would be number one contenders. We'll get to that in a second. Um, they lose. Ripley kind of shrugs off. Liv Morgan doesn't want anything to do with her post-match. Definitely teasing some tension there. And there's some cool reports around Rhea Ripley, too, that we might discuss at a later date. The Miz defeated Dominic Mysterio in a feud that just never seems to end. <laughs> and then, Kyle, we got the debut of Veer Mahan. And yep. he absolutely destroyed the Mysterios. For no reason. For no reason. Um, so expect a Veer Rey Mysterio match at Backlash, most likely, where Ray yeah. will lose in two minutes. Yep. MVP turned on Bobby Lashley. He is now Very aligned. expected. Very expected, but he is aligned with Omos. So, again, here's a feud that's just not going to end. And I don't care about it. I don't <laughs> care about it either. Uh, we got a promo from Edge and Damian Priest. And the alliance between them is confirmed. They are a team now. Uh, Damian Priest says something along the lines of Edge's promos in recent weeks have spoken to him personally. Like he took them to heart and he's following Edge. AJ Styles comes out, attacks Edge. Damian Priest attacks him. Um, it's a two-on-one affair. Great stuff. 
I mean, this is going to be entertaining. And I kind of told you this uh, when we were breaking down Mania. Edge and AJ far from over. Um, yeah. This just confirms that. So another just layer to their feud. Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler oh had a my. match for the NXT Championship. If there's any doubt in anyone's mind that WWE was going to put a rocket ship to Braun Baker, Braun Breaker, those doubts are squashed. He not only beat Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title, but they tried to book him like the next big thing. And fans did not care. Did not care. He got zero reaction walking out. He got zero reaction for winning. I don't hate Braun Breaker, but it's just kind of like the Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti thing. When it's forced down your throat, it just, you know, it is what it is. And finally, oh no, not finally. (laughs) So Kevin Owens comes out and cuts a promo, basically kind of thanking Steve Austin for the moment, which we kind of got slight babyface vibes from Kevin Owens, which was cool. And we got a debuting new star on Monday Night Raw, Kyle. Oh my God. It is Elias's little brother, Ezekiel. I thought it was Ezekiel Jackson coming out. I saw Ezekiel and I thought the same thing. <laughs> and then I saw and then I saw Elias without a beard and I went, "There's no way that's L.A. Knight in a wig, <laughs> is it?" They kind of look vaguely similar from a distance. <laughs> yeah, it's Elias without a beard. Oh, sorry, it's Elias's hey, little brother, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. In the most generic music. Yeah, the, the most, most generic gen- look. Gear. Yep. It was a great time. Um, and finally, we end Raw with a Roman Reigns promo, which basically just said, tune into SmackDown yeah. to hear what I'm actually going to say. So none of this matters. Yeah, so it was like a five-minute segment, I think. It was it awful. Was stupid. They booked all night, hyping up, hey, Roman Reigns is going to give us his next move tonight. And his next move was, tune into SmackDown. You're going to really hear what I got to say. What awesome. a waste of time. Other than the Cody stuff and the Edge stuff, Monday Night Raw. This is one of the worst Raw after Manias I've ever raw seen. Raw after Mania, too. That's the that's the sad part. It was worse than any regular Raw. Yeah, it was. I think the Raw before Mania was better than this. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to SmackDown. So Ronda Rousey challenges Charlotte Flair to an I quit match at Backlash. Charlotte refuses. Ronda says, I'm getting my match regardless. That match is going to happen. We know how WWE is. Uh, Xavier Woods defeated Pete Dunne in singles oh action. My I'm, not, gosh, I'm not calling him by that name. Why is he losing his first match? Well, speaking of first matches, Kyle, so we got the SmackDown debut of Gunther. No, I'm never, ever saying that. And name. Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> oh, my dude. They're ruined. One in one entrance. They're so, done. first off, they don't even bring up all of Imperium. They only bring up two of them. And then yeah, they changed it. The, they didn't bring him. <laughs> He's still in NXT, I guess. Um, and, yeah, Barthol is now Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> Dude, this company is just it's falling apart. Well, Whenever they get a high, they immediately <laughs> follow it with just crap. Well, if, you, if you're mad at that, tell me how you feel about this. We got a backstage segment with Raquel Rodriguez. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. Not it's, Raquel Gonzalez. It's it's not good, man. It's too similar to the giant Gonzalez, so they can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting out of control bad. We had a, um, a happy. 
What's what's Happy Corbin's fucking talk show come? Is it is it uh, just the Happy is it Show? Happy Times? Happy I don't. Times. Who cares? Uh, him and uh, Madcap Moss brawled, so they're officially broken up. Dude, Madcap actually got a little bit of a reaction. Yeah, people people like Madcap. Um, I'm not gonna say I do because I don't, but people do. It is what it is. I he's growing um, on me. We had a pre-taped interview air featuring Lacey Evans. So the return of Lacey Evans they need is her. on the way. They need her bad. <sighs> All right. So you remember what I said about Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley losing that tag match? Yep. So Liv Morgan beat Sasha Banks on SmackDown in singles action. And now Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley will have a tag match for the titles next week on Raw. So what was the point? No, no, no. So, Dylan, I, I don't know if you saw this. They actually confirmed the tag team title match on Raw. That's what I said. It's going to be on Raw. No, no. They, they did it on the, the uh, Raw after Mania. There was a, there was a backstage Wait. segment. So, there was, okay. so let me explain this for a second. So there was a backstage segment. Uh, Liv and Rhea, you know, Liv was like, what'd you do? You know, what's going on? And Rhea was like, well, I'm sorry. I was just frustrated. I went to uh, Pierce, and they granted me a tag title match. So they even had it before this match happened. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, <laughs> Adam Pierce comes out, cuts a promo, and says that Sami Zayn needs to avenge his um, embarrassment to Johnny Knoxville by wrestling the next person who walks down the ramp. It was Drew McIntyre. Oh, God. Drew McIntyre gets a couple big moves in, and then Sami Zayn runs through the crowd, so McIntyre won by countout. <laughs> Again, pointless. And then finally, we end the night with Roman Reigns' promo. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Where he talks about his next move, and all he wants is the bloodline to unify the Raw and SmackDown tag titles so they could have all the gold, basically. And they're going to. And they're going to. We did get Shinsuke Nakamura for no reason out to interrupt, and then got beat down by everyone. Yeah, and there, there, there was nothing to it. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I don't know if they're planting seeds for a short Roman Reigns Shinsuke Nakamura feud since Rick Boogs is out with injury right now, or what. Um, that's the only thing they really can do because now Shinsuke is a singles competitor for the time yeah. being. If this is the way they were going to do it, cool. I mean, I think they could have done it better. I would have had Shinsuke actually get some offense and overpower Roman. Yeah, really that's the only him, way it's going to get believable. Yes, make him a believable threat to Roman Reigns. I think that's how you get that over. But having him get beat down three-on-one, uh, I love Nakamura, but who cares? Like, yeah. Stupid. Anyway, that was a lot to un- unwrap. It was a very busy WWE week, but – um. Most of it wrong. was just garbage. Yeah, I just wanted to have fun talking to you about it. It's it's getting bad, man. The, dude, the name changes. It's getting bad. So getting say very, what you want. Bad. Say what you want about the name changes. I'm not a fan of them either. But SmackDown getting Lacey Evans and Raquel Gonzalez or Rodriguez. No, Rodriguez. Sorry, Rodriguez on their roster. Like that's a much needed shot in the arm, and that's cool. It basically confirms that I think Bailey's going to go to Raw when she comes back. I mean, it, it's looking like it now. Yeah. But, but anyway, that's, uh, that's WWE this week. But it's just going to push Shayna further down the card. Mm-hmm. And that and Shotzi can't even get any TV time. But yeah, enough 
enough with WWE. We're going to segue into the indies this week. Pretty, pretty loaded one this week. So don't you ready? Yes, sir. So this week I'll be highlighting uh, Unified Wrestling Oklahoma or Uni- or U- UWO. I don't know. It's so hard for me to say. And specifically <laughs> their Parade of Champions show. I will not be covering the whole show. It's just too long. But we started with Maddox Jones and Adrian Vega defeating Dominic Whiteheart and Darren Bain in a very good tag team match. Um, Giganto and Ryan the Ripper defeated Lockdown and Umbra in another <laughs> solid tag team contest. Very cool names. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Nova Phoenix defeated Luna Nightshade with a rock bottom. Skylar Slice defeated Becky with a Dr. Pepper plunger. Ooh. But in the main event, Leo Fox faced Stryker for the top of Texas junior heavyweight title. This was a good old-fashioned slugfest. There was, there was just no give, and it was just shot after shot until Stryker took control, worked the leg for pretty much the entire match, which I loved. Fox was able to get back in the match. Um, he had a few of the JD specials to win and retain his title. I really liked how physical this was. I was very impressed by the promotion just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Commentary was solid. These wrestlers were motivated. There wasn't a lot of people in the crowd, but they were just excited to be there, which I which I was saw and I was very impressed. My MVP this week is actually Luna Nightshade. So she looks a lot um she looks like she would be in stardom. She looks mm-hmm. a lot like Starlight Kid. I love her mask. I loved how she broke down Nova. She's pretty small and Nova's a lot bigger than she is, but she just broke down her opponent. It's very believable. I just like how she sold too. She's actually one of my favorite sellers that I've seen in the indie scene. So go check out the promotion on YouTube because Jake Christ will actually be doing stuff with them in the future. So uh, go check them out. And uh, who's your MVP one more time? It's a Luna Nightshade. Luna Nightshade. On Unified Wrestling Oklahoma. Wanted to get that written down so we can tag them on Instagram like we do every week. Kyle takes care of that on Twitter. <sighs> so when you say the Dr. Doctor Pepper plunger, is that just like the Pepsi plunge, just a different soda? Hey, kind of. Okay. I like that move. That's why I'm curious. It's uh, hard to explain, but yeah. Anyway, cool stuff. Uh, we'll be sure to tag them like we always do on social media, giving them a shout out uh, yep. so you guys can give them a follow. Want to build the following for both these promotions and the MVPs every week because um, a lot of cool stuff out there outside of the mainstream stuff. So um, yeah, I love I love that Kyle highlights this every week, and we get to finally know his secret today. I'm yep. very excited. Sure it'll be it'll actually be pretty soon. But um, all right, all right, Dylan. So uh, now let's get into the celebration on the first year anniversary of the We Just Talk for Some podcast. But before we get into a lot of those moments, I have some stats. Oh boy. Um, we're going to talk about some of the best moments, get into a few questions about the first year. Um, a little bit of surprise for you on that. But uh, oh. I do quickly want to start with some quick history from our show. Uh, before this episode, we have posted 53 episodes, and our first was uploaded April 5th. We may tell everyone how the show was created later. I know we said it once, but if you're a new viewer, you probably haven't. Um, we basically planned everything in about a three-week span. With, you know, with that being said... Our lengths of episodes have been very or have been varied. So they started 
with two and a half hours to <laughs> an hour to all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, Dylan, can you guess our average time per episode for the first year? Do you want me to like go to the exact second, or am I like rounding? Just up? just round it to the nearest minute. I'm gonna go. This shocked me a little bit. An hour thirty-five. You were very. It was an hour twenty-nine. Oh. So, when we first started this show, I <laughs> thought every show was going to be like two and a half hours. Yep. Just because well, we didn't really know, like, from a from a viewer standpoint, we we didn't understand that part yet. And mm-hmm. Dylan was like, "Yeah, we probably have to cut this down." I was like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think a, um, an hour, 29 minutes, a very digestible, uh, amount of time to listen to a show. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did a good job. I remember our first episode was just over two hours. Our second episode was over two and a half. And that mm-hmm. was when you and I had a conversation <laughs> and then our buddy Ryan got involved and was like, Hey, I've done podcasts before. No one wants to listen to it for two and a half hours. And we're like, <laughs> Maybe we need to change some shit up. And um, I think we made the weekly shows a little more streamlined, which was a much needed thing. And Oh, yeah. We've tweaked it over the year. Um, you adding the indie segment was awesome. Um, but, yeah, we kind of streamlined all that stuff. And it lets the bigger segments breathe, the interviews, the reactions and stuff like that. So, hour 29, I was, I was fully expecting it to be an average. I thought 135 was going to be short. I was expecting it to be over 140. So I'm impressed. Yeah, I am too. We we brought down a lot, and um, mm-hmm. I, I really like the uh, was it 89 minutes. I think that's a good amount of time for an episode. Yeah. But um, all right, so we're gonna get into the nitty gritty here. So Dylan, we will start with the weekly show awards. So when Ooh. Dylan and I first started the show, we would vote on which brand had the best show each week, including Raw, SmackDown, NXT 1.0, and AEW. Mm-hmm. So Dylan, out of the 20 times you voted. Can you tell me what your record was? So how many times you voted for this one, this one, this one, and this one? I'm going to say NXT won. So out of the 20 times, I'm going to say 14 for NXT. Okay. I'm going to say 5 for AEW. Okay. I'm going to say 0 for SmackDown, and I did have that one week where I gave Raw the win. So, Dylan, unfortunately, that is incorrect. (laughs) So, Dylan. Jesus. You gave Raw one, but then you you retracted that statement. The very next week. I apologize. And you actually gave it to SmackDown. So, SmackDown had one. SmackDown had one. AEW had three. NXT had 16. Jesus. So, if you uh, you want to see how much we liked NXT's program, yeah. 16. So what are, Dylan, uh, what are what are your stats? The exact same thing. <laughs> I had 16, 3, and 1. Wow. So, uh, dude, NXT was just so... Like, Dylan likes AEW right now, and a lot of it is because of CM Punk. But oh, shut up. It's great. If NXT was still at its peak, AEW's not beating it. It probably will in viewers just because it's the newer thing, and Punk's there, Moxley's there, Omega's there, Hangman's there, but... Not a lot of thing, not much is beating NXT. Let's just say that right now. God, great stuff. NX, NXT at its at its peak was probably one of, if not the best things in professional wrestling ever. Period. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, dude, I I will so I will go to my grave saying that. 
Awkward hey. silence. I love it. Yeah, I, I didn't even. I didn't. I thought you were talking. I thought you cut out or something. But no, uh, I stopped talking. I was waiting for you. Oh, anyway, dude, I, AEW at its peak just hasn't been able to hit the NXT at its peak. But you know, we'll, we'll see. I know we'll probably get nineteen thousand more CM Punk promos to make up for it. But, oh, shut up! But, but uh, we haven't we'll gotten a Punk see. promo in a while, buddy. I know it's been nice, and hey, ratings have gone up. Just saying. But um, <laughs> so don't, we're not going to spend too much time on this one but we're gonna highlight the hot takes uh segment which uh we did a lot of them don't we actually did 41 of them wow which is crazy to think about so when when you're thinking each week it's hard to come up with a hot take every week because think of it this way dylan really cares about not cares about but pays attention most to the mainstream wrestling I mm-hmm. can kind of branch out a little bit and do that. But when you're thinking about WWE, AEW, it's hard to come up with 41 different hot takes. Yep. So uh, it, it is what it is. Um, but, Dylan, was there one in particular that stuck out to you? Or what was one of your favorite moments from the hot take of the week? Sec? Um, I remember one, and this is hilarious considering what's going on in wrestling right now. There was a hot take that I made. I remember when I said I hated Cody Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> and you and were I screaming don't, for him. I don't he... know. Yeah, and I <laughs> ran around my living room when he came out, which is <laughs> quite funny. I don't know what it was at the time. I like, you know, you, you and I aren't the biggest Cody fans. No, and we've we've said that numerous times. Even when we hyped up his return, we were like, we're not the biggest Cody fans on the planet, but that was a great moment. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it was at the time. It might have been remember, just after his Archer stuff. And I think I, it was around then. It was around the QT Marshall, uh, Lance Archer stuff. I don't know what it was, but I think I dogged Cody Rhodes multiple times in my hot. You, did. you did. I think I did it twice. I think I said he sucked, and then I said a few weeks later he's gotten worse. <laughs> and now look at you. Yeah, now I've no. It's the best I've, thing WWE right now. I've rewatched his <laughs> uh, Raw promo probably ten times this week. That's so good. So good. it was great. One of, the, that, one of my favorites in a long time. What was what was your favorite that you made? I have a couple. Okay. So Dylan's NXT 2.0 not <laughs> being that bad. That's the worst one ever. That's the worst hot take ever. He was like, "Oh yeah, dude, NXT 2.0 not that bad. There's some enjoyable things. Like, dude, shut up. There's not." What was what was I? What was hilarious about that is it's not like I went out there and I was like. NXT 2.0 is great. I just went, NXT 2.0, it's watchable. <laughs> but, like, so is every cop show ever made. Like, it may yeah. not be what I like, but I'll watch it. <laughs> I say that I say that as Chloe binge watches NCIS, and I sit down with her all the time with it. But, yeah, I was like, it's watchable. That, was, that wasn't even hyping it up. That kills me. <laughs> yeah, and, you just, and then you said the next week, yeah, that was not a good take. Um, yeah. Probably my most questionable that I've heard from a couple of my friends was the QT Marshall beating CM Punk. That was very uh, that stupid. Was probably the most stupid. bold. That was the hottest take. That was I think the we dumbest can both take. Agree. Nope, that was stupid. You hey, knew that QT, wasn't happening. You know, QT has not won a match on TV since then. <laughs> <laughs> when was the, I can't remember the last time I 
I've seen him win, just like Max Caster. I can't remember the last time I've seen him win. I don't know if he's ever – he uh, Max Caster has never won a singles match in AEW, and the Acclaimed have uh, combined for one since uh, they debuted on AEW. Jesus. So, and I think what they've a... won only two or three tag team matches in the last year. Most anyway, of those probably on Dark. Yeah, and it was probably on Dark. Anyway, yeah, QT's a man. I love him. But uh, uh, MJF beating CM Punk, probably the right thing, but – I was thinking more of the Nightmare Factory than QT, but let's be honest, they're not pushing the factory, so now that matters nope. now. But uh, yeah, so we have some good stuff from the hot take. We enjoyed making a lot. There's just not a lot more that we could do with the segment, I don't think. So that's mm-hmm. why ultimately you and I decided to get rid of it. Yeah. What's actually quite funny about the Cody Rhodes thing is I'm currently watching a Cody Rhodes match. That's that. That was why that stuck out to me just now. Which one? Him and Christian at No Way Out 2012. That's a good one. That was a good match. Icy yeah. title on the line, I believe. It was good stuff. Yeah, good, yeah, good one. Uh, Cody has some really good matches with the Miz, too. I can't remember the time frame of that. But, uh, well, he's about to wrestle on Monday, so you better keep yeah. that same energy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think it'll be bad, but uh, we kind of <laughs> know where the story's going with Seth yeah. and everything. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the hot take. That's some really good moments from that, but uh, we have some really cool stuff on the horizon when to take its place. Um. So Dylan and I have predicted every pay-per-view since we started the show to just see, you know, what percentage that we could get. And I've tried to keep track of everything. So Dylan, before we get into our predictions and all of that, what do you think was your highest rated show on the main roster in AEW and then NXT. Okay, when you say highest rated, are we going off of like our star ratings or are we going off No, of from the 1 to 10s. On okay. the one to tens, yeah. So the prediction. Start with the main roster. What What do you think was your highest of the year? So we are going off ratings. Yeah, one to ten. Okay. Um, but we're not doing the star ratings like we are the match. This is just right. Regular one out of ten. How yeah, we rated on. the show? Yeah. Okay. Highest rated. Boy, I cannot believe you did this. Oh, I know what it is. Since you just said that, it was last year's Hell in a Cell. It was with an eight point one. <laughs> What a dude. <laughs> dude, I told Dylan, I don't know what you saw in this, but it was, oh, dude, Drew's match is awesome. Bianca's wasn't even that bad. And then, like, three weeks <laughs> later, he was like, yeah, dude, that wasn't good. <laughs> I have not rewatched it since, and I rated it an 8.1. I was probably, I, I might have been under the influence. I don't know. Nah, you weren't. Stupid. You were just, yeah. Um, I'm just going to say your your highest AEW paper, or pay-per-view was all oh, out. Oh, wow. Yep. Was a with a 9.1. Yep. I remember um, that. And then I, I will say this one. Uh, your highest graded event was last April. Takeover in your house, you gave a 9.8. Oh, Jesus. So that. Just, that was great, though. You blew uh, all out of the water with that one. Yep. What was, um, um can I, can I guess my lowest? Your do you lowest. have that? Do, Let me do go you have, Do you have? Uh, that yeah, down? for yeah, guess your WWE your lowest. Uh, I I am gonna say uh, your lowest for a takeover was nine point seven. Seriously? Yes. Well, we only did we only did like two of them. Yes, but that, <laughs> that just shows how good they are. But that doesn't uh, really count. But anyway, all right, Dylan, what do you got? My lowest rated WWE one, probably last year's Backlash. I think it was around a five. It was not. Your okay. lowest was a. I have a – it might have been a – I have a 5.6 from Extreme Rules. Is that is that when um 
Priest and Miz had the zombie match? No, that was Backlash. That's why I thought that. Uh, your so Extreme low. Rules match of the night was the Street Profits versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. That was good. That was it pretty was. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was your lowest. Uh, my lowest. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to get into mine now. So my highest with WWE main roster was actually Crown Jewel. Um, really? My match of the night was Seth Rollins versus Edge in the Hell in a Cell match. I actually rated that a 7.1. So that was uh, my highest. Um, highest for NXT was also 9.8. Takeover in your house. Uh, my match of the night was the, fi- the Fatal 5-Way NXT title match. And then yours was the MSK Bronson Reed versus Legado del Fantasma. Oh, God, my that was crazy. God. Oh, my God. I mean, either one you can't go wrong with. Um, and then on the other takeover 36, Dragonov versus Walter obviously was the best match from there. But um, my AEW heist was actually double or nothing. Uh, my match of the night was the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Great. That was Great my uh, that was that was my highest for AEW. Was that was that for the titles? Or no? I don't have that it was. I think it might have just been a match. Because I know Moxley I can't see and them. Kingston competed for the titles i, I, I thought i can't see them not doing it i i have it down for a non-title but it probably was but, okay uh, it, it was it was good though but uh yep. all right don't going in so we're, we're just gonna cut right to the chase what is the percentage of what you got right out of your matches you think just give me a percentage. Uh, 71 close 74 percent i know i lost but kyle Actually, got a 89. <laughs> I got 89% of them right. Uh, I, I don't know why. There's just there's just some. Uh, most of them, though, I do want to say, um, I think we have four AEW's uh, events that we've covered. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten all perfect scores on three of the four. So that, Did I ever uh, get a perfect score? Yes, you did on uh, All Out, I believe it was. Okay. Got all out. All right. But um, so yeah, eighty nine to seventy four. Uh, yeah, I know. I I just went all out for no reason at all. But uh, <laughs> it was fun, and uh, that's something that we're gonna keep doing. And I'm I'm very I'm very excited to see where it goes for year two. So uh, good stuff there. Um, going into our dummy yeah moments of the weeks. So we have done fifty three each. So mm-hmm. Dylan, that's a hundred and six dummy yeah moment of the weeks. Jeez. Dylan, can you tell me how many times combined did WWE management? <laughs> so not WWE as a whole, because, you know, there, there were some things that we did, but just WWE management. How many times did it win that award out of 106? I'm going to say just under half. I'm going to say 47. It's a little bit lower than I would I thought. It was actually 34. Okay. So it's just about a third that I've gotten. That's still, that's I, I think, still sad. I think 22 were from you and 12 were from me. Well, when you cut 200 people from your company over a 12-month span, yeah, you're going to get some shit. I don't, I don't know this number for sure, but I think WWE was actually involved 68 times. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. And then and I put Vince in another category. Um, so second, Dylan, was AEW hmm. got six. And they were all from me. Really? <laughs> yeah. They were all from me. So you have bashed AEW, but you never did their management. Okay. 
you did Tony Khan, a couple other things, Malachi Black, but uh, it, this this can kind of show you how uh, WWE is going right now with how many times I put them or we put them in this spot. But um, mm-hmm. just a lot of good moments uh, for the WWE year one. Is there anything that stuck out to you? Because I have one specifically that I thought was probably the best. Um, I'm trying to think of the times I bashed Tony Khan because you you keep saying I'm a Tony guy. You are. Um, I remember. He tried to, like, cut a promo in, like, the Jaguars stadium or something. Like, that was, that was awesome. I, I, I could be wrong on the placement, but it was very cringy. Anytime Tony Khan gets on a microphone, to be honest, it's kind of cringy. Yeah. Um, uh, you did Virgil three times. Oh, yeah. Virgil had a bot DM me on Twitter trying to get me to download his game for three ninety nine. And That's uh, MJF also got three times as well. Yeah, but the MGF ones were just funny. It yes. wasn't necessarily like me dogging him. It was like when he was running around in the crowd when him and FTR teamed against Punk, Sting, and Darby. Yeah. That was entertaining. So if I dogged MJF this year, it was mainly because was that, dude's, that yeah. dude's entertaining. Yeah, it was in a good way. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, I, was it at Extreme Rules? I don't know. Uh, when the funniest was when you brought up um, – I think it was the Finn Balor. Was it the Finn Balor Roman Reigns match when the guy pulled out the knife when it was very obvious and he <laughs> cut the ropes? Yeah, he cut the rope. Yeah, that that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh a lot. Um, I, Dylan, I'm going to be completely honest though. I think the best one was Vince McMahon. So I pointed out Vince McMahon. He wanted to name Daniel Bryan Buddy Peacock. Yep, Buddy Peacock. Could you imagine if he was Buddy Peacock? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! He may uh, not have been signed by AEW. <laughs> there was also nah, a guy I pointed out on Twitter that said Dolph Ziggler is better in every category than Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, and then there was also a writer that I pointed out, Kenise Mobley. Um, she didn't watch the product. She was just a Hollywood writer. Mm-hmm. And then, then they fired her because they she didn't know what she was talking about. So shocker, yeah. Well, she would fit the company well, yeah. But, but uh, shocker, yeah. she got fired because she didn't know wrestling in a wrestling company. Yep. Yeah, that's uh. So we uh, we had some good we had some uh, really good ones. Um, is there anything that uh, kind of pointed out to you before we <sighs> before we move on? I'm trying to remember. I know I targeted Virgil a couple times. More recently, I remember I kind of I, I, I talked about Ryback to kick off the show. I remember talking about Ryback just a couple weeks ago uh, for his comments about Triple H. Yeah, dude, talk about just making making a situation about yourself. I absolutely can't stand that guy. I'm shocked he hasn't been on my dummy yeah moments. Yeah, you're now a big Ryback guy. Are you? I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> probably more probably more than Sheamus. Oh my gosh! And Seamus does nothing wrong. He's actually no. Seamus does nothing wrong. I was just asked tonight why I hate Seamus so much, and I can't really give a straight answer. I just do. Yeah, you never liked him. I actually think he's one of probably the most reliable guys in that company. But idiot, he is. Every time they need a match, I mean, him and Drew, they just inserted it. It was good. I mean, I mean, yeah, the Drew stuff was entertaining. But then when you put him in a thing with a new day that was two minutes, I mean, it it's just bad for everyone. But um, yeah. Yeah, so that's the dummy. Yeah, and uh, that's not going away anytime soon. So no, uh, no, we will time... do that. We will do that till this show is off the air. Yeah, 
Um, well, also, it's probably we... going to be next week when Dave takes off. But go on. Right. Can we say, for, for those who don't know, why we call it the dummy yeah moment of the week and why we kick off every show with the yeah. Yeah, why don't you go on? Oh, why don't you tell the story? Yeah, so, um, you know, our, our, our good guy, L.A. Knight, formerly known as Eli Drake. God, in, 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 in Impact Wrestling and TNA, he ran a segment all the time, and he had a button. <laughs> and it would say, dummy, yeah. And Kyle and I thought that was the funniest thing well before the show even started. Yeah, at work. Yeah, we would just we would walk around at work when we worked together and just say, "Dummy, yeah, yeah, dummy, dummy, yeah." yeah Dylan dummy. found the he found the button on his I found phone. The, found the button online and uh, just kept hitting the button over the walkie at work. <laughs> so much so that people who have no idea what it is, anytime I say "dummy," they'll go, "Yeah," because we yeah. turned it in their brains. Yeah, Chloe does it all the time. Anytime I say "dummy" around the house, she goes, "Yeah." Yeah. So that's just a fun little homage to uh, Eli Drake. Well, now L.A. Knight. We love one of that our guy. favorites. Um, and that was actually, I think, the first thing we agreed upon when we decided to do this show was we have to give a dummy yeah moment of the week every week to something that we find either funny or stupid. That was that was a. I think we came up with that in like the first week of planning. That was very yep, that very was, early. That in was the, if it wasn't yep. the first thing, it was one of the first things. Of, I think we even had we that have to give the name. That. Yep. Oh, we did. Oh, I'll, I'll tell the story about the name um, a little later. Okay. But um, yeah, uh, what's next? So, Dylan, before we go any further, I think it's finally time to tell everyone how I discover the companies for the indie segment. I think Stoked. it's time. Stoked. So, and honestly, you shouldn't be because it's not that exciting. <laughs> it's, um, just, it's just you hit it from me. Yes. So, I know it's probably nothing exciting. It's not. So, <laughs> when I first created the segment, I was going to highlight certain superstars. So the first one I ever did, I actually highlighted uh, Psycho Clown from AAA. And then I was going to do relatively the bigger indies, if you say, like AEW and AAA and those. Mm-hmm. But it completely turned in the right field into something else. And we could not be happier with the results, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about that a little later as well. Um, so i going to be completely honest. When I first started this, I used Fight TV a lot. I was okay. using some of the promotions on there uh, that I've heard of. So I just inserted it into that. Um, and then for the next five, I really just did a YouTube search, Indies Wrestling, and some popped up. So oh. I did that for about the first 10. Then I actually started doing some research. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we started having guests on the show, mm-hmm. they would highlight some wrestlers, some promotions, I would actually go to their Twitter, see who they follow and stuff like that, who who they're connected with, and then I would go research some of their promotions that they have been a part of. Hmm. So it's a lot of it, it make it goes all in a full circle. I, I don't I don't do this randomly. I try to do it as uh, concrete as possible. So everything mm-hmm. makes sense, um, and a lot of it is just. Who's connected to who? And um, I, I try to do it that every region gets the gets the shine. I don't want to just do California or Texas or Chicago where it's big. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've done Oklahoma. I've done New York. I've done Iowa. Up by New Hampshire. It's uh, Iowa. It's just we, we've done so much. I want to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just like to, you know, see what promotions people are in. And I just like to do some more research on it. 
So um, if someone shouts out a promotion, like I said in the interview, I did it the next week. I mm-hmm. did it with Lady Bird. I did it with uh, Lexi, Lexi Gomez. I did it with, uh, I think, Divine. Dame Divine said one. Or no, Brendan Divine said one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that the next week. So uh, I, I try to make it all make sense and not random. But for the first 10, I did need to do some help just because I, I just needed some fillers. But then uh, everything came in the full circle. Well, I will say Kyle's kind of inspired me. See, he always jokes that I only follow mainstream wrestling. He does. That's not true. It's easier to follow those. That's why I cover the WWE stuff every week. Um, it's, it's what's on TV. But Kyle's actually inspired me with this segment, and I've actually started to dive into some very small independent stuff. Uh, in Indiana, because there's a couple promotions here um, in the Midwest. So, Kyle, don't be shocked. I'm going to start shooting texture way. Maybe we'll start covering them in the week. So I've started to do the research, too. So um, exciting stuff. I, I, I love I love the segments. One of my favorite things every week. It listen. I, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, or we're we're not gonna be. I'll you, you, you you don't <laughs> see this anywhere. No, you you do not see anyone covering different promotions out everywhere in the Indies right. like we do. Right. Just saying. Yeah. I I I mean, you're too humble of a guy. Kyle deserves. Hey, we're we're gonna so get so much that. credit. Hey, yeah. hey, let, let's wait on that. Okay, because we're we're gonna get to that soon, but uh, yeah, so that that's basically how we do it. So everything comes in full full circle most of the time. Sometimes it, you know, I still do mm-hmm. some. Some that are in the region, some of the bigger ones, some that I do two of. I have trouble finding another one, but um, you know, the, yeah, the Rocky Mountain Pro hasn't hasn't been a lot of repeats, I will say. The Rocky Mountain Pro, I, I just wanted to do that twice because I like the Madison Rain match, so I just mm-hmm. wanted to do that. Again. And uh, she, um, her and Josh Matthews did something. I, I don't know what they did, but uh, congratulations to them. Josh Matthews, uh, I was not a big fan of him, but uh, I think he's actually a pretty good announcer. Yeah, no, he's fine. But especially, uh, especially when he had that little heel run in Impact for a while. Oh, dude, I loved that when. The, it was him and Borash. They yep. picked the teams. Dude, that dude, that's top tier stuff. I loved it. Um, but uh yeah, so Dylan, that's uh that's basically what I got for that. Uh so I actually, Dylan, constructed some questions that I received. So these mm-hmm. are not that I came up with. Oh I got them. I have not read these over. I just copied and pasted them right before we started. So I wanted it to be a surprise, something that, you know, we just gotta do on the fly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, copy and paste them. So, uh, Dylan, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. So, Dylan, now you can go into it. What was the turning point of the show? If you want to go into the whole story, what happened mm-hmm. from my <laughs> thing into what it is now, why don't you, why don't you just go into yeah. it? Yeah. So, um, Vince and Bruce Pritchard ruined Kyle's life. Yes. No, they um, literally. I was sad for three weeks after. Kyle's that. Kyle's fantasy football name this past season was a uh, <laughs> Vinnie Mac ruined my life. Um, he and I won. It, he, yeah, <laughs> and he won. He said it so many times in texts. Anytime we hung out, he always found a way to slip it in. How much Vince McMahon broke his heart. Yeah. And what he means by that, for those who don't know, is how NXT changed to what it is today. NXT 2.0. Ugh. Got the got the Wale theme song and the, the <laughs> splatter paint look and so that Kyle texted me or may, maybe called me 
And he said, I am never covering WWE <laughs> again. He says, I refuse to talk about this promotion. I'm never talking about this promotion. We are not covering WWE. I said, Kyle, we have to cover WWE. We cannot be a wrestling podcast without talking about WWE. As much as we get frustrated with that product, we have to talk about yeah. it. It's too big of a company. He said, all right, then, fuck it. You're covering WWE because I refuse to talk about it. <laughs> Weekly show is Raw on SmackDown. Then we mutually agreed that we would not cover NXT. Yeah. Because remember, there was a brief moment when I did cover all three. Yeah. I covered what happened on NXT and Raw on SmackDown. And then I yep. said, I'm no longer doing NXT stuff unless something newsworthy happens, like a title change or whatever. <laughs> so I've covered a couple title changes here and there, but that's it. So, Kyle says, I refuse to cover WWE. I say, fine, I'll do it. He goes, I want to cover independent wrestling. And I said, dope. No one else is out there doing it unless they're specifically talking to a guy or girl who's wrestled on the indies who are now big stars. Yeah. And they'll cover like their indie stuff. But that's it. No one's covering independent promotions. So, Kyle took that upon himself and said, let's do something different. He started the indies with Kyle every week. It, like I said, it's been one of my favorite segments that he's brought to the table that we do on a weekly basis. It is not going anywhere. No, um, never. That, that, just like the dummy thing, is going to be something we do until this show is no longer on the air. And the headline. And, and the headlines we do every week. That's Yeah, well, and the news story, but that's, yeah. that's different. We have to do news stories. That has opened so many doors for us. <laughs> we have had guests on the show from all over the country really yep. and i he's not gonna say it but personally i don't think it would have been possible in our first year we talked about interviewing people but we did not think in the first year it was gonna happen it happened within the first like seven eight months yeah yeah when we had ladybird on for the first time mm-hmm. i think that was in no that was that was november so i think we were on yeah that we must have been seven months seven yep. months yeah and we knocked out eight interviews in a two and a half month span and we only took a break because we had to do WrestleMania stuff. Yeah. We'll get into what we're doing next week, but we have two or three interviews lined up this month alone within yeah. the next within the next several weeks. And that would not have been possible if Kyle didn't get his heart broken by Vince McMahon. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I'm super grateful that Vince changed the NXT in the way he did because it helped us do something we didn't think we would ever do. Oh, no, um, dude, there was, there would be, no, there, I, I had just, it just mind, it's just mind boggling to me yep. that all of this happened just so fast. Mm-hmm. Like one rant changed everything. everything. Yeah. Yep. And we've gotten a lot of cool interactions. Like I said, we've had multiple people on the show. We've had cool conversations. We had a fucking DM from Brian Cage. All because we reviewed one of his matches. All because Vince McMahon broke Kyle's heart. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was that. That change sparked everything for this show and made it into what it is. Because we don't have a big following. There's no secret to that. So the fact that we've been able to interview people as much as we've had and have so many cool people on the show, which we'll get into the thank yous at the end of this. Dude, that's just, that's insane to me like you said it's mind-boggling i didn't think we'd be here 
No, there's no, no, not at all. Great stuff. No, dude, it's 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 just awesome how everything has just gone fruition, and it's it, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's basically the turning point of our show. Me just going on. <laughs> it, it's definitely the best rant that we yes. have on this. Um, two, is there two things? Maybe no, three that are in second, third, and fourth of the rants. So nothing beats NXT just because of what it did for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan Zombie one from Backlash, <laughs> great one. Go check that out. Uh, Dylan's, uh, I can't remember when she when Liv Morgan faced Becky and Becky won. Dylan had a good one there. Oh yeah, was and good. Dylan's Bully Ray stuff. Yeah, that go check that oh, out. Oh, was that the that was the the dummy app. The dummy, yeah, about Moxley. Yes. Well, or what he said about Moxley. I yeah. forgot about that one. And you just... <laughs> so, what we're learning here, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm the angrier of the two. Yeah. Kyle's rant was definitely the game changer. <laughs> yes. But when I get pissed off on this show, I apparently just go off. Yeah. I don't have a filter. Well, I think the Big East, the Big E, and then the Nixon Crew stuff is probably up there. Oh but... yeah, yeah, your 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 Nikki Cross rant. Yeah, that insane. that's up there. Yeah, yeah. Money in the but... Bank in general was a fun reaction show because Kyle, he lost his mind twice. No, I I think I lost brain cells from all that, <laughs> dude. It it was bad, man. Like I yeah, I I was mad for two weeks over that one of two I... two matches him... ruined <laughs> two weeks. Don't let him lie to you. He's still a little mad. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Just, it should have been Liv Morgan. It should have been Liv Morgan. Look where mm-hmm. she would have been. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, well, she did beat Sasha Banks for no reason, but, you know, I guess that's yep. something. But, all right, Dylan, so we're going to go into the second question. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the benefits and challenges of having a podcast? I really like this one. Benefits and challenges. So, I have a full-time job. Kyle works too. We each have personal lives. Um, so balancing, I, I have a child, which is probably the biggest thing to balance preparing for the show and also taking care of the child every week. Um, that's the biggest challenge for me and just working around the schedule. Um, also some of the interviews we've done that have been with some people out in California. So Kyle and I usually have to stay up pretty late our time to fit their schedule which is a pretty normal evening time whenever they hop on. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we lose sleep a little bit doing this show. But it's worth but it's, it. It's worth it. Um, yep. So, yeah, the biggest challenge, I think, is just balancing what we have going on in our personal lives, personal relationships, myself, I have a child, like I said, and preparing for a show that we do on a weekly basis and still trying to come up with ideas to not only keep the show fresh, but how we can grow. So like I've talked about uh, a potential YouTube page. These things take time because of the things we have to do outside the show. I mean, we're not just two dudes who live in, you know, in our parents' basement who, to- who don't go to school or go to work. Like we have lives. Um, so that's definitely a big challenge. Yeah. But what are some of the benefits? The benefits? Uh, we get to nerd out about something we've been fans of since we were kids. Yeah. Um, Kyle and I, we've known each other since the sixth grade. Since we I were, think what, we were 12? 11 or 12. 11, 11 or 12. 12. And we bonded over the fact that we both liked WWE. We both liked wrestling. <laughs> yep. And we had a bunch of friends in our class that all watched it. We would all sit around talking about it. And every day. All, it wasn't every day. just, it was yep. multiple hours every day. And I remember, remember our teacher getting mad at us. Yes. Getting Literally very screaming mad. Screaming at us. Yeah. Hey, 
shut up. And remember, we would we would actually like we would come to class with notebook pages full of like fantasy matches or fantasy cards. Um. So the fa- and, and and then all of our friends grew up, <laughs> and they we all, did not. They and we didn't. So you know, this is something that Kyle and I still continue to bond over. And on a weekly basis, we get to talk about it and nerd out. And that, to me, is a blast. I get to hey, talk to a good friend of mine about something I love, and I love Hey, that. If, if we were not in the same class, this would never have happened. No, fate. Hey, fate. Hey, everything happens for a reason, man. Just like Vinnie Mac breaking your heart. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to face him in a match one day, but go on. <laughs> you could probably sell a better stunner than he can. Oh, absolutely. But... Uh, <laughs> Anything else? Anything else from the benefit side? Benefits. It's a good question. I really getting, like this question. Getting, we, we haven't physically met anyone, but having cool interactions and conversations with the people we have. Um, Brendan and Danny Devine like almost every Instagram post that we post or that I post on our page. The, those um, two are going to get a big shout out at the end. So developing some sort of like working relationship with those guys. I'm not going to call them friends because we don't know them that closely, but they were super cool dudes to talk to. And the fact that they still follow us, Lady Bird likes a bunch of stuff. She was our first guest, like interacting with those people and them still being a part of the show's growth. Dude, that makes it all worth it. All the hours staying up late, coming up with questions for these people. And to see that not only did they enjoy themselves on the show, but they still enjoy the show, even though they're not a guest anymore. That's cool stuff. And I love that. No, it's great. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just well said. Um, so for me, so the benefit is sharing our opinions. Like Dylan said, I'm literally pro wrestling to viewers. Like mm-hmm. I would have never thought like when we're both 25 years old, that we'd be talking with some audience about pro wrestling. I would, that was just, that's also mind boggling to me, mm-hmm. but knowing that people turn in to hear what we have to say, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, having pro wrestlers come on the show, like you said, and getting to know more of the X's and O's. So when you hear some of our interviews, you hear me specifically go into specific things about a wrestling match. I, I love the X's and O's. I just, I love <laughs> it in football, I love it in wrestling. It's just one of my favorite things. Um, the biggest challenge for me probably more than anything is how time consuming it is. Yep. So it is so much more time consuming than I imagined for. So for those that don't know the we just talk wrestling awards took me 30 hours. Hmm. It dude, it was so long. Cause I had to, I had to do all the nominees. I had to, you know, spread it out to one of my friends, which I'll shout out. It was just, it was a lot, but it was all worth it because it turned out really well. And I was so happy for the results. Mm-hmm. Um, most episodes for me take about three hours to get all my notes down, the transitions, you know, what we're doing that day, stuff like that. Um, like you said, working a full-time job makes it difficult not to procrastinate until the last minute. So mm-hmm. for me, I got to try to do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I don't do it Saturday at two, you know, trying to get everything down, especially on a pay-per-view, pay-per-view review or a premium live event for WWE. Mm-hmm. It, it that those do take a while, so I just gotta you know manage my time better, if you will. Yeah. Um, plus, social media and gaining viewership is a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be too. Social media has been buzzing lately, so shout out to everyone involved in that. Gaining viewership, we'll touch on that a little bit later, but uh, you know it, it it'll come. 
it'll mm-hmm. come for us. Uh, but time consumption for me is the biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh, another challenge that we probably should talk about is Kyle and I are not in the business. We are not former wrestlers. We have not worked for any promotion in the past. We don't have a built-in following when we started this show. We started no, this we nothing. from bare bones. No one knew who we were. So the audience <laughs> we have gained, we are very grateful for. And I'm not taking shots at people, but like Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. His podcast was going to take off regardless. Cole Cabana, same way. He had a following on the indies. Um, Jim Ross has a, has a show. Jim Cornette. Like these are established names in the wrestling business. Kyle and I are not them. <laughs> we are not established names in wrestling. We have never wrestled a match. We have never worked for a company, even in catering. We've never done anything wrestling business related. So the big challenge in gaining viewership is because no one knows who we are. So we have to stay fresh. We have to try and stay creative. Um, it's, it's a big challenge, but it's a challenge we're both willing to take because it's fun. And it's, oh, rewarding. Yeah. it's rewarding when you get comments on a page from someone you don't know or, you know, you get questions submitted, you know, from people, you know, we don't know. And, like, that stuff's really cool. Or we get shout-outs from wrestlers who like what they hear. Like, that's good stuff. Yeah, and it all makes, goes full make, circle. Makes it, makes it all worth it. Yep, all goes full circle to the Indies promotion. So, yep. literally, that was, oh, my the gosh. Indies, the Indies thing changed everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It just, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it's just great to think about. But, uh, all right, so we're going we're gonna to move on. Um, another phenomenal question. Has your passion for pro wrestling gone up or down since the creation of the podcast? Up, for sure. Like I said, I... I watched a lot of wrestling, obviously, throughout the years. I watch, you know, as much as I can, you know, before we started the show. I probably watch it more frequently since we've done the show. And, like, going back and watching older events, um, I'm spending money on pay-per-views. AEW stuff are, like, 50 bucks a pop, and I'm buying them without second-guessing. Um, like I said, I've dug more into the independent stuff like Kyle does. He's shown me promotions I've never heard of. Um, I've become a fan of stardom, thanks to him. No, and a lot, no, of that's, a lot of that's because dude. of the show. So I would say definitely my love for pro wrestling has gone up since we started. And I already loved it a lot. So you do watch it more is what you're saying? Yes, I definitely watch it more. Okay. So this is a very tough question for me. I do a lot. I So I watch a lot more wrestling because of the show. But mm-hmm. I do do think my passion for wrestling may have gone down a little bit and here's why okay there's one thing it's because of nxt if nxt was still at its peak dude i would be the happiest man alive but i (laughs) still have sadness because it is no longer with me and Mm -hmm. uh well I'm trying to talk down into maybe reacting to all of the 36 takeovers, but you know, that'll be a conversation on a later date, but that's uh, a four hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, no, 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 not at one time. It would be a weekly thing. Ranking but, them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, I want to do stuff like that, but man, do NXT. Don't can tell you. I was, I was the biggest NXT fan around. I talked about it every single day with people who did not care about wrestling. I said, go watch NXT. It, it changes your life, and it it did. It was so good, so entertaining. Everything made sense until Vince McMahon had to ruin my life. But, <laughs> um, but other than that, um, you know, the takeovers they just they made me so happy. But once Vince and his cronies ruined it for me, 
it just shifted from the mainstream companies for me mm-hmm. to the indies. So WWE does not interest me much. AEW mm-hmm. is pretty good, but they have a lot of issues that I just I don't pay attention to it as much as Dylan does. And I mm-hmm. used to. Before or once we started the show, I was a way bigger AEW fan than Dylan was. Yep. Dylan like and it, it comes from CM Punk. He does not want to admit it, but everything was because of CM Punk. But Lies. that Lies. is not true at all. But I was a huge AEW fan and I still liked it when it first aired to what it is now. I, I like the older times better. I think the mm-hmm. bachelors are better now, but I think I will you know, say, some of the I, stuff they push through. I think I think the thing that turned me around on AEW, yes, CM Punk was a big factor in that because that was 95%. my favorite. I don't. I wouldn't go that high, but it's a large portion of it for sure. Ninety four. My my favorite wrestler growing up, back in wrestling in a big promotion. Yeah, that was a big deal to me. The thing that actually made me started to pay attention more was Christian Cage's signing. Believe yeah. it or not, um, because he that had that big. great moment in the Rumble, and <laughs> WWE did nothing with it. And then when nah. he showed up, when he showed up in AEW, I was like, let's see what they do with him. Mm-hmm. And that turned me onto the product even more. And then Punk showing up, that changed everything. And then Cole showing up, Danielson showing up. I'm like, oh, dude, my, my love for pro wrestling. I remember putting on my personal Twitter page, thank you for solidifying my ru- love for pro wrestling. After All Out, I was like, this is – I see why I love this so much. And I rated it like a six. But... Yeah, you rated <laughs> it like a six and a half. But let, – so let me finish. So New Japan yeah. still has stale booking. So yes. Stardom, Impact – believe it or not, Impact, and MLW are the three that I pay attention to more than any of them. I can't miss those on a week-to-week basis. I watch all three of them. Stardom's a little bit harder just because it is, you know, in Japan. Right. I, I still can't figure out the the end to, you know, the U.S. today. It, it's very complicated. I do want to get uh, the, the network so I can watch Stardom a little bit more, but um wrestling is not the same without nxt but there's still some elite wrestling out there you just have to find it so you know just just do some research great stuff there uh ddt pro wrestling noah they have some great stuff too so if you want to start somewhere both of them are fantastic but uh honestly if you if you want a really good wrestling show that has a mix of everything don't if i'm gonna be honest i'd probably start at impact because they have they have everything they have the yep. X division. They have the good women's. Uh, they don't have too many stars, like the overloaded stars like WWE and AEW have. So it, it's just a good mix of everything. Yeah. Yeah, so. I've, I've, I've been a big advocate for Impact. Um, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite promotions that we don't talk enough about, um, for sure. It's, it's up there for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, going on, what? are your three favorite episodes that we have published and why three favorite episodes in order in order so am i going from one to three or three going from three to one all right boy all right favorite episodes i'm gonna go there's a lot of good ones there's a lot of good ones man it's 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 honestly it's hard to rate them. I know what my favorite episode is. And that okay, once the... you start from one and go through. Okay, so my favorite episode was the um, our wish list for WWE yeah. 2K22. I think that yeah. was our 
It was very early in the show, but it was definitely one of our better put together I think it's the best shows. one we've ever done. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better put together ones, more organized. That was a lot of fun to do. It's also the one that's got the highest viewership or listenership. Um, yep. So that's great. So that's why it holds it up there for me. Oh, God. I, I want to say the Extreme Rules. Oh, no, 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 no. How to Fix WWE is my second favorite. Mainly because of one moment. Okay. It was the fucking cat shattering a glass yep. dish. Doing Stone Cold. Yes. And then <laughs> I actually listened to this one back recently. <laughs> Not only did he break it and I have to go fix it and clean it up. You keep talking <laughs> and in between your, your comments, you just hear glass <laughs> moving around on tile floor. <laughs> and you trying to fill time was the funniest thing in the world to me. You were just like, well, Dylan's still cleaning, so I'm going to keep talking. Yeah. And then I, I finally the run. Yeah, I had to finally run back. That's definitely number two. Okay. Number three, maybe it's recency bias, but I loved breaking down this year's WrestleMania. Getting getting one. excited about Cody and Seth. Getting excited about the uh, triple threat for the Raw Tag Titles. Um, Becky Bianca was great. Stone yeah. Cold. I mean, it's definitely probably the most fun we've had talking about WWE. Those would probably be my time. yeah. Those would probably be my three favorite. Okay. So I have the same number one. The WWE 2K22 wish list mm-hmm. is our best episode, and it is mind boggling that we did that format on our fourth episode ever like it's our best one and it was our fourth we were we were still getting into the swing of things at this point Mm -hmm. so i i don't know did was it you and i that both or was it you that did the format was i did the format? i can't remember who created the format we collabed on it pretty well i want to say it was a more mutual effort you did like you brought a lot of the ideas to me and I kind of picked and choose yeah. how I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good, uh, good duo there effort. Um, number two, another great one was the NXT field call-ups. Ooh. That was uh, episode 32. Yep. Love that one. It was so well done. Don and I had some really good things. If you have not checked that episode, episode 32 NXT field call-ups, that was such a fun one. We actually did that at five in the morning, which we will get to as well. <laughs> yep. um, and my third one, Dylan, is going to be a little bit of a shocker. My third one is when we broke down AAW's Destination Chicago. That was such a good show. That was uh, that was our first getting into the indie show. Um, it, <laughs> it was it was so much fun. The, the show was great, and uh, we both had a lot of fun watching it. Breaking it down was great. So uh, those are the three that stick out to me. Those are those were fun. Um, by the way, we've definitely talked about. I know we did the Once Upon a Time in Iowa show. So Kyle and I, we're gonna do more reaction episodes that aren't just AEW WWE. <laughs> Excuse me, I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> Jesus, God damn it! Well, looks like I'll be doing the show from uh, just me from now on. But go on. But um, we've talked about covering like an MPW show, Millennium Pro, out in California. We've talked about you know some other indie stuff that Kyle's really into. So you're going to hear more of the smaller promotions getting covered on this show more often, as far as like full reaction episodes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, good stuff. And uh, Dylan, before we move on, is there any honorable <clears throat> mentions that you want to give out for the episode? Oh God. 
Brendan Devine was one of my favorite conversations. <laughs> oh my god, that's elite. Um, that's that was great. Danny was great. Scott Bruce made me want to run through a wall. But I know we're probably about to talk about the interviews, so I won't we'll, go we'll into deep thought. But what about non-interviews? Non-interviews. I loved ranting about how bad the zombie match was. I yep. love when I love when we get angry. It's it's fun to praise stuff. But when you and I get mad about something, yeah, it's, it's fun to go back and listen it's to. It's hilarious to hear some of the things we've said. Your rant about NXT is something I've listened to a lot. Um, I also enjoyed breaking down weapons. That was fun. That was a good one. Um, I did like our top 10 favorite tag team one. I thought that was a good one. <laughs> um, so that might be coming back, the, the top fives, the top tens. Yes. Something that I want to bring back, don't want to bring back. So uh, expect that here in the next couple months. We got some really cool stuff with that. But um, all right, Dylan. The last question mm-hmm. is my favorite one for sure. Did you accomplish your goals as a podcaster year one? And what are your goals for year two? Did I accomplish them? I'd say yes. Oh, I think we um, shattered them. Because I think we exceeded our expectations. Yeah. Um, and we exceeded our goals. U- ultimately, when we first started, we just wanted to talk about this. We, we didn't know what – we, we had no idea what was going to happen. Yep. And we if, thought it was just going to be him and I listened to it back. Yep. If, if it was just you and I listening to it and five random people, great. We were, we were doing something we liked. And yep. the fact that I've touched on it, we got to talk to wrestlers, we got to – we, we had an opportunity to sponsor a wrestler at a show. That is yep. something that I did not think was ever going to happen. Um, we went from the shitty designed logo that I did in the middle of the night <laughs> to <laughs> big shout out to my good friend Terrence for designing us one of the coolest logos out there for a wrestling show. And he wants to design more stuff for us in the future. So um, developing that kind of relationship has been really good. I say we exceeded expectations. Oh, 100%. I have, yep. I have a lot for this one, but um, but so first, I told Dylan very early in this process, if we could get 500 viewers for the first year, I think, you know, we can call it a day because mm-hmm. that would be, you know, that would be what? That would be 35 to 40 or maybe 50 viewers an ep- or a month. Mm-hmm. So that would be on average about 10 to 12 per episode. Because uh, yep. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So... Dylan, we have reached over 2,000. Yep, 2.3. 2. Wow. Was, so was the last time I checked. Wow. So we are uh, – that's awesome. Thanks to everyone who has supported us. Uh, but I can speak for Dylan as well. I think we shattered expectations. I would have called you crazy if you would have told me we would have eight interviews in our first year. Yep. And, you know, working relationships with wrestling promotions. It, it's just been such a fun year. Uh one thing is, it's not a chore. It's something that we really enjoy yeah. doing and look forward to every week. Uh, another thing, Dylan and I, we ch- we changed the time of what or how we record this or, you know, <laughs> what time we record. So it went from 10 at night to 3 in the afternoon to 5 in the morning to 8 in the morning. So mm-hmm. it just shows you how consistent that we want it to be. And that's really what it was is the consistency. Um so many great moments, but I'm really looking forward to year two. As for my goals for year two, I personally would like to reach 5,000 viewers on the show. So we have 2.3 in the first year. I think we can 
do 200 more and get to 5K. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but I think we can do it. Um, increasing social media by 100 followers on Instagram and another 50 on Twitter. Just kind of small things that I want to do. But yep. I think the biggest one that we both want to do in year two is start creating a community. It's something you know we've wanted to do since we started. Uh, we like interacting people, see what they think, and then uh, maybe having some of those people on. Yep. So uh, we know, like Dylan said, we're not super popular. We don't have a lot of viewers per week. We're not big wigs. The thing about us is we didn't know any pro wrestlers or we didn't know anyone in the promotion. So yep. literally, it was just us. Yep. So it's two regular guys who liked wrestling and like talking about it. Oh, and next five years, I want to wrestle a match. So, <laughs> hey, yeah. As if, a, if, Dylan, as if, my manager, I would like to wrestle a match. If, if Knoxville and McAfee and even Vince can get in the ring at this year's WrestleMania, Kyle and I should be able to tear it down at an indie show. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. If, if I really I don't, want, no, I'm serious. I would like to wrestle one match. Yep. Yep, that's that's definitely a goal of ours. If we can, if either one of us can get in the ring, could you imagine? <laughs> childhood dreams come true. It would hurt, but uh, it would be fun. Yeah, it'd be brutal. Uh, Dylan's gonna <laughs> Dylan's gonna face Walter. And, oh uh... god. <laughs> but anyway, um, are there any other moments, Dylan? Before we go into our thank you, um, um, that stick out to you from year one. I touched on the cat, didn't I? <laughs> that fucking cat. His picture, by the way, is on our Instagram page. If anyone wants to see the heathen himself, his name is Nero. I've never said his name on the show. Um, he's he's part cat, part demon, and um, he's one of the, he's one of the, he's one of the biggest heathens I've ever met in my entire life. But he's he's, he's definitely a heel. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nero's definitely the heel of the house. Absolutely, <laughs> he's just a menace. Um. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, I it, it, one specific moment. No, I do love breaking down shows with you because it's so much fun. Um, and I want to continue to break down, like I mentioned, the smaller shows, the shows that not a lot of people are going to tune into to keep us different. Um, so AAW and um, Once Upon a Time in Iowa are definitely two pro wrestling revolver. Yep, yeah, are are two moments and two uh, episodes that definitely stick out to me. Oh, yeah. And we got DM from Brian Cage. So that's. Yeah, dude. Hey, DM from Brian Cage. That's great. I love it. I, I was in Ohio in a hotel when Dylan I called, called me. Yep. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, hey, I know you're I know you're out of town. I know you're enjoying your time. I've got to talk to you. I was and you're like eating. You're like, like, I was, all right. Dude, I was eating a burger, a burger with about 10 million fries. And I, <laughs> dude, I was I, I was just ecstatic. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. hey, Brian Cage, you're listening to this. Open invite whenever you want. Always. But, but uh, for me, dude, it, there's been a lot of them for sure. And it's mm-hmm. just that I, I think my favorite moment is just how much we've grown and how much we've adapted to change. Uh, dude, from all of, like, the segments and, like, how we did the weekly segments, to mm-hmm. we would break down, like, matches in a show. And we were like, man, this takes too long. So our format now is fantastic. I yep. love it. So how much should we uh, just adapt to changes, I think, has been probably my favorite thing. We've, we've had to adapt to a lot of things. You touched on the fact that we recorded episodes at 5 in the morning. Yeah. That, was, that was due to some stuff in my personal life. And, and I, I didn't give, care. I, was, I, I was give Kyle a ton of credit because I said, hey, man, I've got this going on. Here's when I could record. And you said, fuck it. Looks like we're getting up at 4.30 on Sundays. <laughs> and, and I did it. Yeah. 
that ultimately did change because it was very tiring to do. And it was more um, on Dylan's end. I was yeah. I was fine to do it at five a.m. Yeah, but. I went from recording a show for an hour and a half to picking up my son and taking care of a, a toddler. Yep, it, it drained my energy for sure. But approaching Kyle with that and him not even like debating it, he was like, "All right, cool, sounds good." Like I I, I give you props, my guy. Yep, yep, yep. I I'm a very using going guy. So yeah, I'm sure you went right back to sleep too. I did not. I actually, uh, every time I just went and did something else. So wow. I think I actually prepared for the next show. I, so, I always, uh, I always thought you went right back to sleep when we did those. No, no, I always did something. Else. I, I'm a early person. So I, I okay. love, you know, doing a lot yep. of stuff in the morning. So I usually wake up about seven thirty or eight every morning So it, or non-work mornings, but Psycho. anyway. All right, Dylan. So we have a lot of thank yous to get, but, uh, on my side, my parents have been massive supporters. Listen mm-hmm. to it. Aubrey, my friend Nick, helped me with the award show. Dude, I could not have done it without him. Uh, yep. It was thir- If it went for him, I would have probably been a 65-hour project. <laughs> Literally. Um, Want to give massive shout-outs to Lady Bird Monroe, Emily Taylor, Lexi Gomez, Cameron Walker, Brendan Devine, Scott Bruce, Mickey Rose, and Danny Devine. Taking the time to talk to us out of their busy schedules. It, dude, I hope they enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking to them. It was awesome. All of our MVPs from the indie segment showing us love and on social media. That's awesome. Another quick shout out I want to go to is uh, JD from New York, who is the biggest in our community when it comes to wrestling podcasts or wrestling on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's an inspiration for me. He is a little bit too pro AW like Dylan is, but he's still. <laughs> He's still pretty spot on, so I want to give him a quick shout out just because he is basically the forefront on, of our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, after uh, you go into yours, you got to name the MVP of the show. So it can be each other, it can be anyone specific, it can be a wrestler, it can be whatever, and then uh, and then we'll get into that. Did you say before or after? Uh, do it after. All right, so. All the names that Kyle mentioned, all the ones that we've interviewed, um, I, I, I can't remember them, even though you just said them. But, you know, Danny, Brendan Devine, Miggy Rose. Um, I want to thank Millennium Pro Wrestling as a whole. Oh, yeah. Um, Huge. They've been very kind to us. We, like I said, we've had three people from that promotion alone on this show. Definitely the most from a single place um, with more to come. Uh, and, and we'll get into that as we close the show out. Um, so big thanks to them. I want to give a huge shout out to Scott Bruce as well. Um, he's the owner for Vixens Wrestling Revolution. After his his segment with us, or actually really after the Emily Taylor interview who works for them, um, he reached out to us. He wanted to kind of tell the story about the promotion. So we got him on the show, and I mentioned the sponsorship thing. We got to sponsor uh, Danny B for one of their shows in uh, this past February. So that was a cool opportunity, getting that exposure. Um, all the friends, all the family who have listened to the show, supported us, pushed me when, you know, viewership or listenership was low. Um, Chloe for being my rock, um, uh, for pushing me on those 5 a.m. mornings and saying, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing what you love. So just, just keep doing it. You gotta keep um, the grind. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta keep grinding. 
Everyone that's reached out to us on social media, Brian Cage, you deserve a special shout out uh, just for that one DM and making our love day. that man. <laughs> um, God, I could I could go on and on. You uh, deserve a big thank you for oh, do that <laughs> for nah. when when I approached you with this idea and you didn't hesitate, and all the changes we've had to make, especially around my schedule, because I know mine can get a little more hectic than yours. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate you a ton, and if, if we do this for another 20 years, I'd be the happiest man on the planet. If we can do this for a living, that's, that's the ultimate. That, that would be great, uh, but the supporting, the, the, the group of supporters that we have in our personal lives, and the fans that are ever, ever growing, um, tuning into the show, um, you all deserve a huge round of applause and a huge thank you. Great stuff. That's just awesome to think about. But that. all right, don't. Stuff. Who's the also, show MVP? also, oh. my mom, by the way, uh, just followed us on Instagram a week ago. <laughs> what the earth fuck? shattering, earth what shattering the, stuff. What the, what the fuck, Tara? <laughs> hey, your mom was one of the. Was the first person besides us to listen to the show. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, she's she oh, the show. Oh, so. a uh, couple quick thank yous as well. Terrence for designing us a killer logo. Oh, yeah. Love you, brother. Ryan for some of the advice that he gave us when we first started. Um, and he's he's worked with us a little bit. He actually came to me recently. He wanted a producer credit for our show. I told him no. Um, and he nah, stormed he off. He, he he threw a temper tantrum, but he deserves he deserves a ton of credit for giving us some very good advice early on, especially. So, um, in particular, I love him. Love you guys. All right, Dylan, who's your who's your show MVP? I mean, I think it's pretty. <sighs> I'm not I'm not saying this just to say it. I truly mean it, Kyle. It's it's you um, for starting that oh, indie stop. segment. I know. <laughs> for starting for starting that indie segment and changing the direction of this show for the better. Um he he doesn't let me give him as much credit as he deserves, but he deserves all of it. Um I'm just the weirdo who comes out here and rants. He is the Michael Cole to my Pat McAfee, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um he's he's said that on here. He's definitely the more collected of us. I have the less filter. Um but yeah, it's it, it, I I couldn't give it to anyone else. I know you're not going to give it to me. I am. And that's actually. fine. Oh, stop it! So the, here's the thing: this show would not be possible without each other because mm-hmm. Dylan needs me as the play-by-play, and I need mm-hmm. you more for the entertainment entertainment purposes. <laughs> so yeah. me just talking about how much WWE and AEW are awful. That wouldn't do too well. So I need you, and then you need me for you know the organization and yes, you know, doing definitely. all that stuff. But uh, oh yeah, dude, if, if it wasn't for you, I there's one to be possible. So if it, uh, if it wasn't for Kyle, these episodes would be six hours long because I don't shut up. Yeah, he has he has to cut me off in order to shut me up. Well, that, that's why I have to do the transitions. Yes, he's like, so, all right, uh, Dylan, moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done that in. Our personal life. When when Dylan starts getting mad at somebody, and I, I'm not gonna say this. I, there's one particular story from work. I'm not gonna say it, but that was like, Dylan, why, why don't you come with me? Why, why don't you come? With me? <laughs> <laughs> I know you know what I'm thinking, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah the uh, 
the duo, dude, the partnership's been awesome, and uh, mm-hmm. we got a lot of good stuff coming for year two. So I'm very it's not, much. It's forward. not stopping anytime soon, guys. Yeah, we got some really cool stuff. But uh, Dylan, before uh, before we get into dummy, I have two quick things. Um, so speaking of MVPs, so I want you to tell me what male and female superstar Ooh. that is our MVP of the show. And what I mean that or by that is when we did our top tens and when we did all of our ranking. Who was the female that was brought up the most, and who was the male that was brought up the most? Are you talking about like in from, total or like yeah? Mine so from total, yours? so from all of like the tag team to our favorite wrestlers to all of those, okay. who was mentioned the most on the male and the female side? So Drew McIntyre. Okay. And as far as females concerned, I'm going to say Shayna Baszler. So Shayna was one away from the women's. Okay. The woman's was actually Rosemary. Huh. Because of you. Yeah, I mentioned her more five times. Yeah, it's definitely you more than me. And hey, that's not a shot at Rosemary, but Kyle is in love. Yeah, dude, I'm just a massive fan. And Dylan, Drew McIntyre is actually not correct. What? It's actually Kevin Owens. Oh, that's great. Kevin Owens that. is our male MVP. So. Okay. I, so. I, I, I love that. Both no, them. yeah, it's it's two names that you don't really expect. I thought it was going to be like Johnny Gargano and uh, Shayna Baszler, or mm-hmm. you know, some mainstream name. But do you know? Do you know who we praised a lot as well? Who? Ran- Randy Orton. Yeah, we're big Orton fans. Yes. Yeah, I love Randy Orton. I think he's mm-hmm. great. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that we who who's the most dogged on the show. So Sasha was early. If I'm going for two, Becky probably on my side, and then on Dylan's side, you don't even talk about Sheamus that much. No, Who I do don't. You dog the most. Becky's definitely on that list. Um, who I dog the most? Biggie was for a while. For me, <sighs> Madcap. Yeah, Mag- Madcap's definitely up there as well. Madcap's up there. For you, I would say Nikki Cross is up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, she's number one. Yeah. Um, Completely. Who do, you, who, do you, who do you think we hyped up the most that maybe didn't get, you know, we didn't make MVP or, you know, I'm not saying MVP, but who's, who's some other names that we've brought up quite a bit that individually we both love? That we or, love? Or maybe uh, that, that, that who, who do you think I brought up the most? Because I think I could come up with a name You're for you. a big MJF guy. So MJF is someone that you really, really like. Uh, Malachi Black and Darby Allen are two others that you have praised a lot. There's another one that you've praised a lot is Keith Lee. Uh, Hmm. Keith Lee has been brought up a lot by you. Um, As far as an indie scene, I mean, we both love J.J. Garrett. He's great. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Uh, You're a big Omega guy. So I I think a lot of those names are probably here. Oh, and also – Britt Baker probably on the one side is probably your most. <laughs> yep, that's definitely up there for yep. you. I, you actually introduced me to JJ Garrett. So from the one promo, from, from one AAW. promo, you sent me a video. So that's probably someone you've praised a lot. I've heard yep. a lot of Speedball Mike Bailey. I love from Mike you. Bailey. <laughs> I love Mike um, Bailey, and I've heard quite a bit of Dan the Dad from you too. Not necessarily on the show, but you bring him up more than you think. I think. Okay. Hey, and he's actually not one of my favorites, so it's very interesting. 
But Speedball Mike Bailey definitely gets a lot of praise for you. Yeah. And Shayna Baszler. That's probably the highest hyped woman. I have a couple other ones. Jeff Cobb. Yep, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb gets a ton of praise from you. And also, I cannot believe you didn't mention this guy. What about Chad Gable? Oh, my God. Not <laughs> uh, Thank you. <laughs> I completely forgot about Chad Gable. Yeah, you have a you have a heart on for that man. For Dude, sure. I absolutely <laughs> love Chad Gable. Man, he's the best. Dude, one of the best. Uh, Brian Cage, yep. even before he damned us, I – I love it. Kiera Hogan is someone that uh, Allie, uh, I'm trying to think of other, uh, Ace Austin I bring up a lot. Um, Drew McIntyre is one of my favorites. Edge, AJ Styles, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Allison Kay, Yo Shirai. There's one woman, Dylan, that I'm really, or two, that I'm really surprised you did not say. Actually, a couple. Yeah. Dakota Kai. And Hikirushita. Hikirushita. But number one, Serena Deeb. I love Serena oh, Deeb. yeah. And uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Love them. Penelope Ford. There's so many wrestlers I like. Momo really Watanabe. I love Momo. She's great. I yeah. love Starlight Kid. I love ACM. Star- Stardom's great, but uh, we would be here all day if we yep. mentioned you know, like. Do you guys know who gets the most hate from Kyle? More recently, probably Danhausen. And it's funny, if we did our top five least favorite wrestlers, he wouldn't be on the list. Yeah, you just you just can't stand I those. just don't like how he's pushed over guys that sh- like Brian Cage. That's yeah. really my – I'm not the biggest fan of the gimmick, and mm-hmm. I'm not a big joke character guy, but Kyle... okay, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, there was a thing on Rampage with him and Hook. Oh, they're They're in the locker room. Yep. This dude was eating chips. It was better than anything on Raw. In, in the Cody. trash can. Why was it better than SmackDown? <laughs> that one segment. Why was it Dude, him hey, barbecue late? Danhausen's thing of trying to curse, that's when he just points at people, trying to curse Hook and Hook not reacting to it, is some of the more entertaining things that AEW's done in recent memory. Oh, the hot take. One of my best ones, Dylan, is Hook. I said months, Hook is going to be your big star, and it's turning out that he's 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 on his way. Definitely, and I said three years, four years ago, Allison. Yeah, Danhausen. Danhausen gets a lot of hate from Kyle, and CM Punk is probably on the top of the list. You think so? Yeah, I kind of talked CM Punk. I was and and Ruby uh, Soho. Ruby Soho gets a lot. I'm not a huge Ruby Soho fan. That is true. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about Tajiri a lot on this show for some (laughs) wild reason. I want Funaki. to talk about uh, yeah, Funaki. shout out to Funaki. Hey. Um, Matt Cardona is someone that I'm not a big fan of. Dylan is, but yes. his title thing right now is awesome. It's great. Uh, John Cena, we both love. We both love Moose. We love Josh. There's so many names. Yeah, oh, and also, um, I do want to give a big shout out to my guy, Caesar Duran from MLW, who's on Lucha Underground. And Mil Mortes, because I absolutely love him. But uh, that is pretty much it from that. Uh, Awesome, awesome year. We're getting into year two with a bang, and uh, we got some really cool stuff in the way. But, uh, Dylan, would you like to say your dummy M moment of the week? So, uh, my dummy M moment of the week goes to Tony Khan. I knew this was going to be it. <laughs> I, this was going to be mine, too, but I'm glad you <laughs> So, for those who don't know, Tony Khan said there was an independent study <laughs> that he found out 
that all the <laughs> online haters of AEW are bots, basically. Get out of here, man. Um. So, yes, I'm an AEW fan. Kyle, I would, even though his criticism's stronger than mine, I would call him an AEW fan. I would say I'm somewhat an AEW fan. I'm not are a we... fan, but, but But are we bots? No. See, we're on, we're on the online community, right? Yeah, we're, this we're show... almost as big as Jericho's. <laughs> <laughs> we're bigger than JR. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, not you are not going to do something that everybody loves. The thing that Tony Khan, the thing that I get tired about Tony Khan is he thinks everything he does, everybody loves. Yeah. We critique AEW quite a bit. Especially I praise me. them. Yes, I praise them more than you. But we do critique them. Booking decisions. I question how he's treating Ring of Honor. and They've only done one show. Yep. I did that just last week. But him saying, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's online, online haters are just bots, brother. They're not WWE's real. WWE's in his head, man. WWE is in his head. And the thing is, is his product is better. Right now, I don't, it's overall better, yeah. Yes, I don't get why not saying much, but Vince don't. McMahon lives rent-free in this man's head. Because he kind of implied that Vince McMahon or like WWE is funding all these burner accounts on Twitter, basically. Because <laughs> he was like, who is rich enough or whatever to fund that? <laughs> it's like, it's are so you, stupid. Are you serious? It's Becky so Lynch stupid. had a great thing where she was So like, did Braun. Do you see Braun? Braun's was great. Becky's was like, there was an independent study and like all the booers of me in the crowd are actually just like concession people or something i don't know the exact thing that was but pretty funny yeah becky's was hilarious bronze was hilarious but like dude come on like it made you look bad yes it makes so. you look it makes you look like a whiny child like which he kind of is you are the owner of one of the biggest wrestling promotions on the planet you're not gonna be well liked by everyone just suck it up yep the thing is, is like vince doesn't whine about it like he gets booze and criticism you hear him on the pat mcafee show he's just like He's like, yeah, I hear them, um, but you know, I'm, he, he's focused more on the cheers than changing the booze, which is a bad thing. But he's like, yeah, it's out there. It is what it is. Hey, we'll talk to him about it. But yeah, we'll talk to him. Anyway, but yeah, that's my. So that, yeah, that's a good one. I knew it was going to be yours, and it should have been. Um, <laughs> so my WM on the week goes to AEW's predictability. Dylan, this has been an issue for a while now, but it needs mm-hmm. to be addressed again. Announcing something like Caster versus Joe. It's just not a good PR move. Caster versus anyone. AEW first needs to have better booking. That's number one. But number two, it just seems like every match that they announce for the next week is predictable. Mm -hmm. I should not be getting three of four events all picked right. Like, you need to – and I think the other one only missed one. So, Mm -hmm. you you need to have just more risk-taking, which I'll get to in a second. Um, having Willow beat Red Velvet on Rampage, just anything to make, you know, different decisions and not be so predictable. I know AEW fans will be like, oh, dude, what about Captain Sean Dean? That's not going anywhere, dude. It's not like he's going to be a bigger star than MJF Wardlow. It's just a placeholder in that story. I like Mm -hmm. Captain Sean Dean, but Mm -hmm. he's just not presented in a way that he's going to be a big factor yet. Um, AEW is just becoming so predictable. It's just kind of hard to fully enjoy it. So I think that's definitely something that needs to be changed. 
Well, the thing about Sean Dean is he has no part of the story. This is just about mm-hmm. MJF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. Yes. He just happens to be the guy picking up wins. Yes. And that sucks because he's good. He he's really is. He's, he's actually pretty solid. I, I, I think he's really good in the ring. Yeah. And the thing is, is he's, they could have put anyone in that role. That's not yeah. a knock at him. That's just how they do it. They could have put Dylan in that role. Um, yeah. Anytime they book Max Caster to face anyone, you know he's losing. Because they're booking him against Moxley, Danielson, Punk, Joe. They already have a title match lined up for Joe. It's for the Ring of Honor TV title. Oh, dude, that's going to be a fight with Suzuki. As as much as I love Suzuki, like, are they going to have Joe lose his second match? No. No, Joe's No. So Joe's TV champ next week. Or this week, I guess. Yep. So, yeah, the predictability, like you said, it's definitely been an issue. Now, NXT was somewhat predictable, but I just felt like from top to bottom, one, the matches were better. Two, the writing was better. And yep. three, like, they took risk. You know, uh, what was that boy? What was that guy? Was it Leon Ruff? Yep. He became the North American champion out of left field. Like, they, they had um, – I, I cannot remember her name, but they had somebody beat Tony Storm – just out of left field like triple h was not afraid to take risks and tony khan really needs to learn that but um i do appreciate everyone listening it's a little bit a long one which we both know it would be but uh don't would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week and get us out of here so next week it's gonna be a fun one first interview in a while kyle yeah it is we're gonna be interviewing robin shaw from millennium pro wrestling that is the fourth wrestler from that promotion that we have worked with. So, again, big shout-out to them. He's going to be our guest next week. Should be a very fun segment. If it's anything like the first three guys that we've talked to, we're in for a treat. Yeah, we're in for a treat. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you again to everyone that has supported us in the first year. We got a lot of good stuff coming for year two. So, uh, I'm excited to see what happens and uh, what great moments happen. But uh, we are on the road to one of Dylan's favorites, WrestleMania Backlash. So, <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Also, if you've not checked out our Backlash predictions from last year, that's also another one of my favorites that we were just laughing about to Jerry. Dylan's Tajiri moment, that's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> so I yeah, so that I, I did want to all of out. all of the trivias were great. Yeah. They that one specifically Check out that, was, that backlash. That was the first one, right? That was the first yeah. trivia we did? Absolutely. Oh, That's and it. also, before we go, every episode I know has not sounded great. We had some technical issues, especially early. But now the episodes are sounding great. We've yeah. seen results. So that's all I got for this week. Good stuff. Um, we are, we're on the road to WrestleMania Backlash. One of Dylan's favorites, like I said. And uh, we will catch everyone with Robin Shaw interview next week. Yes, sir.